Hello and welcome to Left on Red, the podcast where Shane is going to talk about the brain and body contract. I don't know, some fucking... <laughs> Am I? Oh, yeah, shit. <laughs> influential bullshit influencer that he went to go see. Tell me about it, Shane. Honestly, it was so hard to explain what it was to people because the tickets went up like crazy. It went from like $60 when I got them to like $200 when I was like of the night. I'm like, oh, shit. Did you flip them? I was trying to because my one buddy, Dan, Kung Fu instructor Dan... We were planning on going in December, but I realized it wasn't September or December 12th. It was September 12th. And I'm like, oh, fuck. So I messaged him like a day before. I'm like, yo, it's tomorrow. And he's like, I can't make it. I'm like, shit. <laughs> he has to take care of his kid and shit like that. I'm like, all right, no worries. Yeah, fuck having kids, man. And then <laughs> I call Ali. I'm like, Ali, let's go with this. And he's like, what is it? I'm like, I got tickets. Don't worry. And he's like, well, what are we going to go see? And I'm like, it's like a TED talk. <laughs> Because I don't want to say it's a lecture because he's not going to want to drive from Brantford to Toronto to go to a lecture. But it's kind of what it was because yeah. he's in like a giant like Harvard style lecture hall. Yeah. And he's just speaking facts about neuroscience for like two hours. Give me a fact. What's what's one thing that you took away from this uh, this bullshitter? I mean, influencer. Let's pick something I haven't talked about before. Cuttlefish. He talked to you about cuttlefish? Yeah, this guy's fascinated with marine life, and especially the eye. He did all of his studies in his lab and all that about the eyes of animals. And you notice for the cuttlefish, their eyes are on the side of their head. Yeah. But then when it either wants to, like, smash or it wants to fuck something up, its eyes go to the front of its head, and it goes to, like, attack mode. And so, you so it switches from prey to Panoramic to, like, depth vision. It's crazy. And so he's like fascinated by it. He's like, what the hell? So he goes out to the desert and picks up some of these eggs and brings them back to the lab and starts like hatching them and all that. And then he's running all these experiments because you can actually see what they're feeling on the inside, on the outside, based on where their eyes are. And so he's doing all these studies on this paper for Nature Journal and all that. Guy comes here to see the cuttlefish, like the editor of the journal, because he's going to have his shit published. And then he goes to the lab and there's no cuttlefish in any of the tanks. And he has like 40 of them by now. None of the cuttlefish are there. I'm like, what the fuck? And so, but he's like, hey, I see one, I see one. And they're all blending into the plants, like at the exact same spot in each aquarium around the room. They're all blending into like the same plant on the same, in different tanks. Crazy. And he's like, fuck, man, they're all camo because they realize this editor guy, they've never seen him before. They were spooked. And so they all went fucking camo. And then here's the trippy part. As they walked around the room, they seen their camouflage change because cuttlefish can go camo yep. based on their surroundings. They had one eye focusing on what Huberman and the guy were talking about and the other eye focusing at what they were looking at. And their color would base would change based on what Huberman's looking at. It's like, what the fuck? They, this cuttlefish can conceive another person's existence and what they're seeing and they're, they're going to change their camouflage based on that. That's like the closest fucking thing to sentient life. Like, yeah. like another consciousness out there. Of like, yeah, that's a good example of like secondary thought. Secondary thought? Yeah, like to think what another thing is thinking. Yeah, or bro. Seeing, as, as like to take a step further to be like, okay, Shane is looking at this brick wall. Yes. I'm going to be this brick wall. Yeah, like you, so don't, you don't realize it, right? Like yes. that's taking a second step. Wild. How many times do you think people think about what you're thinking, Stephen? In one eh. day? I don't know.
Think about it on like a grand scale. I think companies are thinking about what you're thinking. No, I don't think companies give a shit what I think. But they unless do, they're trying they to shove s- ads down my yeah, throat. Yeah, they can sell you shit, right? But I've like talked about it before. <laughs> it's like it's like I'm more likely if I see your ad, if your ad has been shoved in my face, I'm more likely to just go out of my way not to buy your product. <laughs> That's true. I will You're more like cynical like that. You. You're like, you'll fuck you for even buying into this ad bullshit. Like <laughs> Yeah, going it. yeah, going to your little <laughs> cuttlefish concert, or whatever. So yeah. I was right before we started the podcast, I was like, I yeah, you could say I was giving you shit about it because all all of these guys that do these lectures, these TED Talks, they all have the same mantra and it's yeah, just organize your time or something. He goes in depth though. Like, yeah, yeah, they all go in depth. That, that's how they make money. You know, the same reason why every YouTube video now is 10 minutes long because you gotta, you gotta hike up that ad revenue. Yeah. Like it it's all filler. But tell me the tell me his general thesis was not organize your time. So all his videos are like two plus hours. Like he dives deep. He's not just like a clickbait like motherfucker. He's a Stanford professor who wants to share all of their research. Yeah, like like Jordan free. Peterson is super smart, but you ever yes. actually like listen to him talk and actually yeah. like like pull any sentence like Pull up like a video of Jordan Peterson of yeah. his like two hour thing and then just pull like a two minute bite out of it and then try to like understand what he's saying. And yeah. I guarantee you he's on some butt fuck tangent that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, unless you've been listening for like the entire time and you kind of get the gist of it. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I've listened to like like five hours of him talking like on a big ass road trip, right? Yeah. And you start to make sense of it because what he does a lot is he deciphers stories. So he'll get like a very famous story or like a biblical story, whatever. Yeah. And he'll say like, what's the message here? And so he breaks into it. Okay, if what they're saying is when you do this, some bad shit happens to you, it's like, okay, well, what is that? And why is some bad shit happen to you? And he just goes deeper and deeper and deeper until he tries to find some existential truth to yeah. it all. I find that he just, he breaks it down mm-hmm. and then he breaks it down. Yes. And then he breaks it down. Yes. And then he breaks it down. <laughs> it doesn't stop. And it just like keeps going. And it's just like. Jordan, we're out of time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're just in like the nth dimension of breaking shit down. And it's yeah, just yeah, like, ah, yeah. oh, man, I didn't really need to explain this, to explain this, to explain but, this. And you just got to like work backwards. Yeah. You hear the smartest people in the world are just people who ask why. Yeah. And so by him just continually asking why, and then so you start to get to some truths. Yeah. But it's like, you know, if, if you're like a parent ripped to you. <laughs> and, and your kid is constantly like, why, 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 you like, shut the fuck up. You would love that. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's some five-year-old the smartest kid in the world because he just yeah. continuously asks why. why. No, because they have no consciousness and no mm-hmm. sense of object permanence to actually know what you're talking about. Yeah. So, okay, something I've learned that I could teach you from him, like, I'd say... Can I see the little thing? That yeah, 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 please. Yeah. You can, like... He actually sums it up really nicely in, in that little pamphlet there. Very well designed. Keep talking. I'm, I'm just going to skim through this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, say something that you see and I'll, I'll kind of bring it open. Neurons are unique because they make electricity. And what they do, they release chemicals. Neurotransmitters. That's mm-hmm. yeah, so fucking what? <laughs> We're learning about neuroscience now. Let's get it. Okay, tools and takeaways. The cell-to-cell interactions that shape our nervous system show its actions, sensing, perceiving, feeling, thinking, and generating our behaviors. That's like everything in our life is our nervous system. Yeah. Everything you see, everything you sense. Oh, neuroplasticity. Yeah, I've learned actually a lot about this. Basically, our brain can be malleable up until the day we die. It's not like, at 25, you stop learning. No, yeah, that's why it's like, it's easy to like, like... Young beans mm-hmm. are have very high 
neuroplasticity. That's why it's very easy for like a kid to learn a second language. Or instrument, yeah. Yeah. It's very easy to teach things to things that are young. So his question for years was, why would they say that after 25, your brain stops developing? So he was asking the scientists who fucking wrote the paper on it, who was published to the BBC, who originally made that claim. And they said it was more or less just protecting their ego because they released papers on it that were like confluential. And it was kind of coming to like an, a null argument. And so they held back information that even later in life, you can still learn an instrument. You can still learn languages, which is just like common sense. Yeah. If, if, if you're 26 or if you're like 56 and you just grind away at learning the drums, like you're going to learn how to do the fucking drums. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so it's kind of nonsense that for years that we thought after 25, you stop learning and you just give up. It's like, that's bullshit. <laughs> that's the biggest bullshit ever. This recommends ashwagandha like four times. Yeah, well, it's good for sleep and then just like eliminating stress. He but slurred the, it but off. Nobody ever talks about the side effect of it turning turning you into a, an extremely dull human being. You think so? Yeah, that's what it did to me. Okay, if you take it before bed, like he recommends, in the morning, you're going to have like so much energy and testosterone because it leads to a really yeah. good sleep. Yeah. If you literally just use it for sleep, that's going to be your benefit. If you use it, it like midday, yeah, you're going to be yeah, dull as fuck. Yeah, but it eventually suppresses your emotions. You, you need to be taking it like one month on, one month off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you should not be taking ashwagandha. From my anecdotal evidence, mm-hmm. you should not be taking ashwagandha constantly. Also, you should be cycling off of it's it. It's expensive, man. You could pay like four bucks uh, an ashwagandha sesh. Okay, did you write this note here? Yes. That's how you put yourself into sleep paralysis. <laughs> Okay, I'm not encouraging sleep paralysis. There's a Delib- story. So you wrote, deliberately yeah. stay as still as possible while laying down with your mind completely awake. That's how you put yourself in sleep paralysis. Okay. <laughs> I gotta explain myself here. I didn't know I was gonna get doxxed. Okay. So, you know Rick Rubin? Or like, there's another guy who won a Nobel Prize. And this is the strategy they use. They literally lay here on a couch. Yeah. And they just like, like kind of close their eyes, but they'd still be alert. You know what I mean? But they just be kind of like, physically resting yep. to reallocate all their resources to their brain. So they'd like be mentally just churning, you know? Yeah. And, and then the hat man shows up. What the fuck's the hat man? <laughs> it just whatever whatever your sleep paralysis demon is. Oh, okay, okay, okay. The fucking Diablo comes out when, yeah. you, when you trick yourself into not sleeping. That is how, because there's a lot of people that would say, oh, that's how you lucid dream. Yes. Is that how, that's how you can access lucid dreaming is by trying to keep your mind awake but let your body fall asleep. So ignore itches, don't move, stay completely still, focus yep. on your breathing, just just think. Yes. Stay awake. So then your body falls asleep, but that's what sleep paralysis is, is your body is asleep, but your mind is awake. Yes. So you are conscious, but your body, you basically become paralyzed. Yeah. And you And when people realize that they're in sleep paralysis, they almost 95% of the time, the story is horrifying because it is just hallucinations of terrible, terrible things. Yeah. You know what? I know exactly what you're talking about. This happened to my buddy, Victor, where there was yeah. like a thunderstorm and there was like branches like slapping on the window, his window. And as he's like falling asleep, this is all happening. And then he's like half like awake, but he can't move his body. Yeah. And he sees like something clawing at the window, like it's trying to fucking open it, but he can't move his body to do anything. Yep. He sees the shadows and shit and he's just freaking out, but he can't move. Yeah. It was so A scary. lot of people say that they uh, hallucinate something sitting on their chest. 
mm-hmm. and like trying to suffocate them because when your body is asleep, you're basically following a very um, low oxygen breathing technique almost mm. where you're just very lightly breathing. So you're awake. Your brain needs more oxygen. So oh. you're basically just like, you know, limit your breathing to like 30% of what it is now yep. and try to function off of that. So you're going to feel oh. like you're suffocating. You know, I sometimes do feel that. Like I was out in the hammock earlier today and I was like kind of resting, like doing this, what he's talking about. Yeah. And like on top of my chest felt kind of heavy. You know what I mean? And I almost had to like force myself to breathe. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And it it becomes a terrible experience. Everybody that I've heard that has had uh, sleep paralysis, they're like the scariest thing in my life. Yeah. That's wild. So the guy that he recommended who did this and this is he says he said straight up he goes this is anecdotal i know three people that are like either Nobel prize winners or like crazy like high level thinkers and musicians and stuff like that they do this like the he vacationed at their house and, and stuff like that he's they're all just laying there like yeah. eyes closed like kind of just telling like this is weird like we're not doing anything you know what i mean i thought he thought you'd be watching a movie with them or like Going out and doing some shit. He's like literally just laying on the couch like fucking bogey the bear. Like, you know what I mean? Like half awake. But then they come up with these crazy ideas. Like they'll go to a studio. They'll take down all the art around the room. They'll take all the plants out of the room. So it's literally just like black walls, like chairs and like fucking microphone. No outside input. Just the ideas that you bring. And by not having like any distractions around, you can just like flourish. You know what I mean? Eh. You don't believe that? Okay, so if I took all the fucking distractions down, like all the art around here. Yeah, like I've been in, I've been in like a sensory deprivation tank and I wasn't like the smartest guy in the world when I was in there. Yeah. But imagine creating something in that environment. It wouldn't be tied to anything you know. It'd be like a fresh original idea. Or at least a better chance of it being one. No? I think it depends on how you are as a person, really, like how your psyche has been formed. Yeah. You could be a person that has no originality in their life. Okay, because in this example, like these, he's working with musicians. Yeah. Like Red Hot Chili Peppers and shit like that to create like these crazy bangers. Yeah. And that's like the environment that he chooses. Just nothing in the room. It's kind of eerie though. It's like a liminal space. Yeah, it's kind of weird to like think of music in like just a dead room. Yeah. But I think it just helps with focusing. This is another thing that he was talking about. If you focus on something visually it keeps you very high alertness. Like I was doing this. He was probably like 70 feet away and I was just like staring because it was kind of far. I was trying to sharpen the image and just like focus on him and not other people in the room, not the people on their phone fucking sneezing and shit like that. I just focused on him and the more I focused, the more alert I was in general versus just being like panorama, like laying back and then you're just like, you're becoming tired. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So you just got spoon-fed all this stuff. Yeah, I mean, I listened to like hundreds of hours of this guy podcast. Yeah. So just seeing him in person refreshed all that. And he is Dr. Andrew Huberman. Yeah. The mind-body contract. It was pretty enlightening, man. Lee was like hyped up anytime Andrew mentioned the sun. He's like, yeah, you know, the sun's good for you. If in the morning you see it and it just sets all your hormones and like your circadian clock in rhythm, like you have to see sunlight. Do you talk about perennial sunning? What's that? Perennial sunning? It's where it's where you sun your butthole. Bro, I swear to God. I was about to say, if this has anything to do with your ass, I don't want to hear it. (laughs) You literally bring it up. Oh man. So did you not talk about that? 
I didn't hear anything about it. Although I was going to text you this for like clickbait, but I didn't want to text you this because I don't really want to talk about it. But, oh, here uh, we go. I I did like this. It's kind of like a, almost like a lethal butt chug. What? You know what a butt chug is? Like, let's just pretend I don't. It's like alcohol up the ass. Okay, yeah. So you know what a butt chug is. I do now, yeah. Okay, okay. So, fuck, I didn't want to tell the story at all. I didn't... Maybe we should just save it till the end. <laughs> okay, so flash forward to Veld. Um, I thought we already talked about Veld. No, 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 no. This is a one part I forgot to tell you about. Okay. It was a cha-cha slide out, out of Veld. It was so fucking sick. Okay, so it was all rainy on the last day. It was like fucking torrential rainstorm. Okay? Everyone's leaving. And there was like this massive, like 30 foot tall grass hill, like down to the sidewalk. And people are just like going down there and they're eating shit on it. And they're like trying to like just go on their tiptoes, like baby steps at a time. I'm just like, yo, fuck this. I get a run at it. I jump and I cha-cha slide right to the bottom. And I just walk it off at the sidewalk, like fucking land it. You know what I mean? And all you hear behind me is, and everyone's like clapping and shit. I'm like, no way. Cause I didn't realize like fucking 200 people were watching me do that crazy shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just hyped me up, bro. It made my night. I'm like, yo, <laughs> you know, when you accidentally do something and then people around you recognize it. Like, yo, that's cool. It's like, oh. Yeah. Like when you accidentally put a funnel up your ass. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> that's not how it happened, Steven. <laughs> it was like an accident, I swear. Yeah, you fell on it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I oh, fell on man. I fell on the bottle and it just you know <laughs> then I did like a somersault and you know <laughs> oh man I I can't wait to explain this because honestly it didn't, it didn't go anything like that <laughs> well then it ain't gonna be that interesting if you didn't actually butch why is my camera on let me see some of these things that you sent me yeah yeah oh I got an electric guitar eh did you. Yeah, and then I brought it over here beside the drum set, and I connected to the Bluetooth speaker, so you can. I know it's not there right now. You're yeah. like looking for it. It's no, not the Bluetooth there. speaker's over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the, the guitar's, and the guitar's over there. So you can play like the Foo Fighters or some shit or whatever you want on the speaker, jamming out, out to it on the guitar, and someone can be on the fucking drums jamming out to it at the same time. So oh. it's almost like karaoke, but with oh. instruments. Little jam sesh. I was learning um, Nirvana today, da, na, na, na. and my dad just comes down in his fucking suit, and he starts going bobo and like slamming on the on the drums as I'm just like practicing the song. I'm like, yo, this is actually sick. We got like a little band going down here. You, know? <laughs> you hear someone playing an instrument, you start joining in. It's like, yo, we get Steven on the sax. Something is something is catching my eye, my eye here on one of these texts that you sent me because we've talked about it numerous times. What's that? It's dropping shit in the Movati shower. Oh my god! I didn't tell you this story. No, we've talked. We've talked about you just waffle stomping your shit down the drain, taking yes. shits in the Movati shower, as one does. Yeah, and now you send me another prompt about <laughs> shitting the the Movati shower. Okay, I think I'm okay to say this because I'm kind of boycotting Movati right now. I actually don't go to Movati right now, as of like. August, I don't go to Movati because they call me and they're like, Shane, your your membership ends in August. I'm like, all right, sounds good. I'm running it until like the 31st. 
you know? Yeah. But then I lose my black water bottle and I'm like, where the fuck is it? Like, it was probably at Movadi in one of the lockers. And so I go over there to the, some of the lockers and they're like, Shane, scan in. And I'm like, yo, honestly, it's like they see me there for like the last two fucking years, like three times a week. And in like the fucking second day that my membership lapses, they're, they're like, like, fuck you, bro. <laughs> Even though you forgot your shit in here, it's ours now, motherfucker. It's like, come on. I didn't say that, obviously, but just the fact I didn't want to let me in and go search for my shit. It's like, bro. It was so weird. So what? So you found your water bottle and then you took a shit in the shower? This is before that. Maybe this is why they're watching my membership. Like, when the <laughs> fuck is this guy gone? Okay. Not, maybe not. Uh, maybe. Because <laughs> I got these iron vegan protein bars. And they're like chocolate protein bars with chocolate cocoa nibs in them. Really good. They're like 15 or 18 grams of protein per bar. Yeah. And they don't taste super sweet or anything like that. Because it's cocoa nibs. Not like fucking chocolate chips. You yep. know? Yep. Big difference. And so right after a workout, I'm like, I take it out of my pocket. I'm like heading to the, to the change room and I'm just like munch, 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 munch. Just eating it fast. Yeah, a little too fast. It breaks apart and like a cocoa nib and a half drops right on the ground. And as you know, like men's locker room, there's a steam room and showers. Like the ground's going to be fucking like. Sopping. Yeah. And so it starts to melt like immediately on the ground. And so as soon as you walk into the men's change room, you just see like this brown like liquid like oh. forming on the ground underneath me. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Because at this point, I already ate the bar. Like it's down the hatch. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so somebody a- walks in. <laughs> somebody walks in. They see a mysterious brown liquid flowing away from you. And then they see a bunch of like also suspir- suspicious brown liquid like all around your mouth. Yeah, so not only was I shitting in there, I'm also eating ass. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just take everything for face value from that one. That's good. What else you got here? Warm welcome with knife. Oh, man. Okay. So you've seen outside how I'm 3D printing shit for this guy, right? Yeah, yeah. So this guy messages me because I'm 3D printing big signs and all that using my big photo printer or my big um, 3D printer. Sorry, I'm just reading some of the other stuff here and I'm just like picking what I want to talk about. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, I'll go on with the story. So okay, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm 3D printing shit, and this guy messages me. He's like, hey, man, I have a shit ton of action figures, and I want these platforms for them to stand on. So it gives them, like, it kind of gives them, like, a little bit of a depth effect. And they yep. can all kind of chill together on these platforms. I'm like, all right, sick. He's like, there's also these, like, foot mounts that we can put them on there, and they can stand up straight. And I'm like, okay, sick. I'll print them out for you, and then you just come by the house whenever and then pick them up. All right? Sick. So I think I was telling you about this last time. Yeah. This whole project. And so this guy finally comes to pick him up. And he pulls out, and I shit you not, it's a fucking pastor. Like, this guy has the uniform on, like, from the church. Yeah. And this is where a story gets real weird. Because, you know that knife that Brady got me? Yeah, yeah. Like, the fuck, uh, the one from Latvia it has, like, a bear. Yeah, I have metal. the same one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So... I was cutting some corn, like ninja, fruit ninja style, like throwing it up in the air at my buddy's place and like chopping it in half. But there's this residue that got left from the corn oils or some shit on the knife blade. And I was thinking about it and I was checking out some samurai swords at my friend's house and they had it nice and polished. And they're just like, I'm like, how the fuck do you do this? Oh, you got to use this not to clean it. I'm like, okay, sounds good. So it just so happens to be the day that I'm outside scrubbing the fuck out of these knives ceramic coating them, polishing them, wiping them all down. And I look up and this fucking pastor is standing in front of me. And I got this like sacrificial dagger in my hand. <laughs> and I'm like, ah. I'm like putting it on the ground. Like, this is a weapon. Like, I'm just cleaning my knives. Forgive me, father. 
<laughs> that would have been gold, bro. If I said that to him right away, forgive me, father. Just immediately. <laughs> <laughs> man, but I think it made it a little awkward. I'm like, oh, okay, yo, here's your shit, man. And he's like, yo, cool, cool. Yeah, I'll message you for more. Stay away from me. Don't stab me, please. Yeah. But then just recently, he sent me like 230 bucks to do some more prints for him and all that. Yeah. I'm like, fuck yeah, bro. Yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. So I guess it wasn't so weird that he got freaked out. You have <laughs> some of the stuff I almost don't want to ask you. Do Channeling inner unicorn and attacking. Yes, bro. Okay, this is some fucked up shit. So I went to go see Black Tiger Sex Machine. What? BTSM. What? Black Tiger Sex Machine. No, no, no. I get that, but I mean, like, what? <laughs> so okay, my friend texted me, and this is after going to a bunch of festivals. I'm Google this right now. <laughs> you gotta go on um, somethinghub.com to, to see the real results oh it's a musical trio what do you know <laughs> a musical trio yeah they should a, say a musical Canadian, threesome yeah um, <laughs> a Canadian electronic music trio based in Montreal, Quebec the trio the trio are the label heads from the Cannabalan Records is that legit Anyways. Okay, so they're an EDM group. Yep. And they play some pretty, like, fucking heavy, like, dubstep and shit like that. So my buddy goes, hey, man, you coming to BTSM tonight? And this is, like, last minute, bro. Like, I didn't have tickets. It was the night of. And I'm like, fuck, Kate's over. And I'm like, Kate, you want to go see Black Tiger Sex Machine? And she's like, I don't, I don't know. And I swear, she's going to hate me for saying this, but I don't think she, like, likes EDM up until this year. I'm going to preface it with that because okay. she's been sending okay. me EDM songs and all that. So she's been getting into it, maybe because of this concert. Who knows? And so, fuck, man, we got Kate like all these um, glow-in-the-dark like glow sticks and shit, you know, like Mickey Mouse ears yep. and like and like necklaces and like um, bracelets, all glow-in-the-dark shit, right? And it was some cheap plastic dollar store shit because the mount that's supposed to be like for the Mickey Mouse ears, it just snapped. Like the plastic just broke under tension. Can you believe that from fucking glow stick? It snaps yeah. the plastic. Unreal. And so the, we were trying to figure out ways to like put the Mickey Mouse ears in so you could like make it look like something else. And so we put them just both straight up and like bent them in a bit. So it turned into a horn, like a <laughs> unicorn, like a glow in the dark unicorn. Ugh. And so... We're going, we're raving out, and she looks so cute. We had a group of, like, fucking 13 people, bro. And then the one people, one guy brought in, like, another Asian family of, like, 26 people. So it was a fucking massive, like, our group turned into this massive, like, mosh pit, bro. It was wild. But then as soon as I ended, the guy in front of us, who was, like, fucking 6.8, like, six foot eight, massive fucking guys in front of us, and his girlfriend, which is just as tall, and I'm trying to dance, and this guy has so much room in front of him. Like, this guy probably had, like, four or five feet in front of him. And he chooses to, like, put his ass into me, bro. I'm like, bro, get the fuck. Like, I didn't say anything. But I grabbed the unicorn horn from Kate's head, and I put it in attack mode, like, over my forehead. And I, I lunged <laughs> back, and I went... Boom! And I, like, stabbed him in the back with the fucking unicorn horn glow stick. And he oh, turns around. I'm like, oh, shit. And then he's like, oh. And he moves up his four steps. I'm like, why would you have so much room in front of you? Just inconsiderate at a rave where everyone's, like, shoulder to shoulder. You know what I mean? And so I had to go uh, on offensive. 
Yeah, and then immediately put your tail between your legs. Oh, sorry, bro. I'm so sorry. Sorry. Yeah, Please yeah, don't yeah. beat the shit out of me. <laughs> no, it's not even that. Like you just you gotta make it seem like an accident. Even though if you look at people around me, I'm like, I'm like, yo, yo, yo. Boom. Fucking <laughs> 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 headbutt this guy in the back with the horn. It was fully intentional. Yeah, some six foot eight guy. Yeah, you you got nothing to lose but everything yeah. to gain by fucking with that guy. But obviously I'm not gonna lose anything if it seems like an accident. Because people Accidents always happen in crowds. That's oh, what sorry. I mean. He's gonna Someone turn around and he's me. gonna be like, "Yo, what's your problem?" You're like, "Come on, man." I'm you wanna not. fuck with me? I got the, <laughs> I got the horn on. <laughs> oh yeah, that guy would turn around and start starting. He'd be like, "How about I jerk you off?" Have you ever seen that in Blue Mountain State? Guy no. gets into like a bar fight and he's like, "How about we take this outside?" And he's like. How about I jerk you off? And he's like, huh? what? You heard me. How about I jerk you off? Pull down your face. He's like, you'd like that, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would. That's what I'm saying. And he just completely just gets this guy off his back by asking oh, to jerk him off. That's the comedy channel, right? I'm pretty sure I've seen that shit before. Blue Mountain State is a show. Okay, okay. Yeah. I remember seeing it's like college, like football and shit like that. Yeah. But it's like yeah. a comedy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely hilarious. Man, that's good. Okay, what's the what's the next thing you got? Okay, you texted me when I said new whip, and you said Stephen's quarter life crisis. Yeah, bro, I was gonna say midlife. I'm like, you're really not that old. Does that have a story behind it, or were you just mocking me for getting a new whip? I think I was just joking. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Stephen's quarter life crisis. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely having a quarter life crisis. <laughs> Switching jobs, <laughs> buying a new car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, alluding to fingering at the rock climbing gym. Oh man, look at my pinkies, bro. This was like. Blood like coming out of that heavy on both pinkies. You see yeah. the circle there? It's lo- it looks fine now because it's been healing for like weeks. But, <laughs> but at the time, my friend invited me to go rock climbing in Brantford. And honestly, don't go rock climbing in Brantford. It's like where did you go actually though? I'm curious. It's at the place uh, right beside the police station. Oh, the sports complex there. Yeah, it's okay. out back. It's outdoors. Which I'm like, I seen outdoor rock climbing. I'm like, yo, I'm go- I'm on my way. Yeah. But it's like 30 bones a person, and it's just a bunch of shipping containers with, like, studs and grips on them. And, bro, I'm not using chalk or anything like that there, and so it just rips so the just shit like out of your hand. Because when you're hanging on with, like, two fingers, and you go to slip, I don't know what the sun, like, beating on that shit does, or just not having chalk, but it literally just, like, fucking clings onto your skin and, like, rips your hand. It's so fucked up, bro. I would not... It's like grabbing sandpaper, essentially, just holding yeah. on and then slipping off. Oh, it, it hurt my fingers bad. And then so I'm sitting there, I'm, like, looking at my hands, and then um, I'm talking to the guy there about some shit. And I'm like, yo, do people use, like gloves or chalk or some shit like when they come here and then he's like oh like no i'm like oh it's okay i have um (laughs) i have lots of experience like getting my hands like uh ripped up or something like that and i looked over at kate just as i said it and i like pat her on the back and i look over at that guy like not even knowing like anything about the conversation and physically like anything going on but he looks at us he like turns and he's like huh Because all he sees is like, yeah, I'm used to get my fingers ripped up and I like pat my girlfriend on the back. And I'm like, he's like, what? But it had nothing to do with that. I was talking about like, I don't know if I was talking about like working out or some shit before, but he didn't draw the line, I guess. Yeah. He didn't connect the dots. I mean, that's like really bad timing to just like pat your girlfriend on the back. He might as well be like, yeah, I fucked the shit out of her two hours ago. My fingers are used to being roughed up. <laughs> Pat my girlfriend on the back. Yeah. But it was two completely like separate events. You know what I mean? But put together, they were like, oh, it looks bad. Yeah. You're a goon, Shane. 
It was it was fun in the moment, but after 40 minutes of getting your fingers torn up, you're like, ah. Parking lot fix on the BMW? Yeah, bro, I didn't tell you about this. But this is actually in Calgary. And I'm like, Steven would respect this story, so I should tell him. Okay. So we rented a BMW off Turo. Yep, I remember that part. the X5 rims can be pretty expensive. Yep. Especially like the M Sport fucking yep. edition. And Looking so, at a couple grand per rim. Yeah, seriously, eh? And so as I'm pulling in after like 12 and a half hours of driving, I'm hungry, bro. All I had was like nuts and like yerba mate for breakfast. Yeah. And so 12 hours later, we get all our errands done, pick up all our groceries, get fucking vapes for the boys and shit. And I'm like, okay, I have to grab some full. I need some noodle soup right now. And so I search one on Google Maps. I go to pull in and I come a little bit too close to the curb and, and I like, whoa, well, I turn over. Okay. Park it. As I look down at the car and I get out, the rim is like clawed up. Like it's deep, bro. I'm like, oh, this is fucked. Like, what are these rims made of? Like fucking plaster scene or like yeah. fucking putty? Like, why is it so carved up? I'm like, holy shit. And I'm like, I go into the full place and my whole full experience is ruined because I'm just sitting there Googling on my phone, like how Not to fix the fucked up rim. <laughs> and the guys are like, oh yeah, all you need is like putty, chrome polishing. You need, like, different kind of buffers and shit, like, different paints and compounds. And then you need sandpaper to strip it all. I'm like, you got me fucked up. Like, I'm on vacation right now. I don't have any of this. You know what I mean? And it's so also I was, not your car. Fuck it. And Sounds I like go, a whole lot of not your problem. But Turo has my credit card. And yeah. if they drop, like, three grand for a fucking rim on my credit card, I'm going to be pissed off. I'm like, yeah. come on. Like, one little scuff. It wasn't a little scuff. It was a big scuff. But I'm like, I got to fix this. And so I go to the next video and the next video, and I see this one guy. And he gets like a very fine grit sandpaper and like a buffing wheel, like a circular like buffing wheel. And he goes, and he like carves it out and he pulls it back and it's just mirror finish. And I'm like, yep, that's what we're doing. So I go over to Canadian Tire. I buy like everything I need in the video. Meticulously, I take it out of the package, put it on, find a fucking plug like in the side of this building. I just go and plug it into, get like the hundred foot extension cable, <laughs> roll it out, go beside the car and go on the on that front uh, fucking right room. And I look back, mirror finish. I polish it off with my hoodie, put everything back in the box just the way it was, return it like five minutes later. I'm like, yeah, I, I really going to need a different one. Like this is, I need the battery version, not the square one. I'll, I'll get it. I'll get it later. Get my money back for it all, bro. Like, Let's get it. Canadian so, Tire is brutal like that, though, which is hilarious. Yeah. It worked, though, man. I got my Turo. And the only thing that it charged me for was a parking ticket in that space. So oh, that's fine. It was like 60 bucks or something. Like, not even, like 40 bucks. Yeah, that's nothing. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting kicked out of the cabana twice. Okay, so I went with my buddy Dan. And we went, okay. At least on a mission, every time he goes to Cabana to give his mixtape to the artists there. So he gave his mixtape to Dubs. That's fucking cringe. And Dubs is, well, at least, I don't know, bro, I respect it. Like, at least a man's man. He gets his shit done. When he has a main quest in mind, he will deliver. Like, yep. he, he, you can count on him for mixtape, that. Mixtape, bro, it's fire. <laughs> I only call it that, but in reality, it was a USB with songs that they did that he remixed using his finesse. You know okay. what I mean? So you call it mixtape, you call it like fucking edits or whatever you want. Anyway, he gave it to Dubs, no problem. He just wait for Dubs to leave. Oh, he's probably going to leave out the back, right? I'm going to stand there. Interception. Afrojack is a different story. Afrojack has crazy security, but Ali has the same thing in mind. Find Afrojack songs, 
remix them in my own flavor, put it on my USB stick, give it to him. His security is so tight that we didn't even see him get on stage because we were waiting for him to get on stage. He just appears and starts applying. We're like, what the fuck? This guy just came out of nowhere. Was he wearing like a disguise or some shit? Yeah. Like, what the hell? And so he goes to leave after like hours of like raving. And <laughs> Ali goes, hey, Nick, which is Afrojack's name. He goes, hey, Nick, I got some music for you, man. I got some bangers on this for you. And so what fucking happens is I'm, I'm watching from afar with Dan. Someone gets fucking thrown like five feet in the air and lands. I'm like, whoa. And then Dan's like, that's Ali. Ali just got thrown. And this guy was like a fucking Viking, bro. Massive fucking man with like blonde hair, like tied back and shit. Grabs Ali and th- and he's not a small guy. You know what I mean? He yeah. probably weighs like 170 pounds or something like that. 160 pounds. Gets fucking thrown like a, like a toy. You know what I mean? Holy shit. All you see is Afrojack turn around, sees what's going on. Ali reaches his hand up, bro, from the ground. And then all you see is Afrojack's hand grab the USB. Oh, fuck, it connected. And then, and then he walks off. And then all you hear is Dan go fucking crazy. He got the USB to him. He got the USB to him. I'm like, yo, it was like a football interception on like the fucking Super Bowl, bro. Man gets thrown, reaches up with the USB, passes it. Oh, man. So he got it to him. But that's not when we got kicked out. That was like the almost like, bro, don't fuck around with the, with the artists anymore and stuff like that. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. But what happened was Dan came back from Colombia, Medellin, Colombia. Yeah. And he says it's actually really safe there. It's really cheap to live there, but it's like kind of third world country and they have crazy cigars. Yeah. And so he brought back this cigar, which is like nine inches long. It was just like, <laughs> it, like it was embarrassing to bring out, bro. It was so fucking obnoxious. <laughs> like this thing is like, like half the size of your fucking forearm. And you just sit at the poolside and smoke this. He has this vision. I'm going to sit here on the lawn chairs, surrounded by all these fucking rich, cool people, beautiful women, and smoke this giant fucking cigar, bro. And it's thick too. And so he sits there and I look over and man, I shit you not. The flame coming off of this thing is like seven inches high. It's like a fire <laughs> coming off this thing. And you know how to start a cigar? You have to go. Yeah, you yeah, have to, yeah. almost have to like breathe through it to like get get it churned up and billowed. <laughs> you see like this fucking mushroom cloud of smoke and this big flame. And immediately I look up from that and like five security guards from each side of the pool are just honing in on us. I'm like, hurry, bro. Get a snap. Get a snap. Get this shit going before the security. Immediately security. Yo, you got to put that shit out. Go to the smoking area. Go to the smoking area. And he's like, okay, okay. <laughs> so we get thrown back to the smoking area. I'm just sitting there laughing. They walk like, over like, yo, you got to. Never mind, bro. Didn't know you were chill like that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought they were going to say. I thought they were going to be like, yo, yo, just like go to the corner. But they, they got us right the fuck out of there. Yeah. yeah. What are those like, um, those like Hawaiian torches called? Tiki torches. Yeah. Like he's got like a whole like tiki, like yeah, a yeah. fucking tiki as his, yeah, um... It was ridiculous. And he even said it himself. He's like, bro, this is like a douchebag move, man. Only like people who are just trying to be nuisances bring fucking big cigars like this. So. Yeah, especially if you the guy. <laughs> Do you imagine like walking into a place, but he was like a nine inch cigar <laughs> just walks up to you and just <laughs> right in your face. Yeah. But it's like comes out like a steam engine. <laughs> yeah, bro. It's crazy. But you can't inhale that. Like it. He's crazy for even smoking it. Because if you inhale a little bit too much of that, you're going to be queasy for the rest of the day, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know. I've smoked cigars before and they're fucking brutal like that. (laughs) (laughs) Like not knowing how to smoke them at first. You're like like a quarter of the way through it. You're like, I feel thick. (laughs) Yeah. 
It, honestly, though, like the boys are a good time. I love chilling with them and going to like raves and shit. Yeah. Perfect energy. Because Dan learned some moves in Colombia, like how they dance there and all that. And so when he busted out here in Toronto, like, yeah, it's just funny as hell. Yeah, man. Those are kind of the stories. I guess I'll tell you the story now that I really didn't want to say the fucking butt chug story. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I regret doing this like 10 times over, but I just want you to know that I'm okay. I made it through it. I learned from the experience and I'm never doing that again. So I was at Shambhala. And can you believe a Shambhala story just passed through the cracks like this? Yeah. I mean, if, if it's actually about you butt chugging, then I w- I'm not surprised that it passed through the cracks because well, I wouldn't no tell it. there's no alcohol allowed at Shams, you know? Are you telling yeah, Okay, so basically what happened was raving for hours, you're just eating festival food, and, like, the showers there, the lines are so fucking long. Like, you're going to be sitting there for, like, half your day, like, just waiting to go to the shower. And so you're raving and all this. I had the poo, okay? And so after this, I go to leave, but I just feel like like I want to be extra clean, like for the whole fucking day and night and all this shit, right? Yeah. So I have this brilliant idea to put some hand sanitizer on my butthole to clean it, okay? Like on the paper towel. And then I want to let you know right now that burned like the seven fucking sins in hell. I'm telling you, it hurt my ass. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I go back to like raving, but my, my face is all fucking hot and red. And I'm like, I don't feel good. Like, what the fuck did I do to myself? You know what I mean? Like, I just wanted to be squeaky clean, but I feel like I'm going to go to the hospital right now. And I search it up. And then sure enough, like... It's just absorbed right into your bloodstream, like the alcohol. Oh and there's like my if you put isopropyl alcohol on your butthole, like you could die. And I'm like, what the fuck? Are you serious? And then my face just went all right. Like it's not helping knowing the fucking WebMD thinks you're gonna die any moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm like, this is awful. And it literally like ruined like half the fucking day for me until I hopped in the river, which is like ice cold, like late in the day. And I was like, okay, like I'm good now, but man. It felt like I ate like some Scovilles that day, you know. Oh my god! You know, I was really excited to hear that you actually butt chugged something, but I was also scared <laughs> that it was going to be like completely off, off key. Of I told you it was going to be butt chugging. Yeah. But you kind of did butt chug because you oh, put yeah. alcohol up your ass. Yeah, bro, it would hurt like a bitch. Honestly, anyone listening right now, don't do it. Try to take my word for it. Don't do it. I was thinking about it, but you know, you now would that Shane told me, <laughs> a really shitty ass and go to the hospital and die from from hand sanitizer. So if if you were to do it again, would you rather have some fucking cooking up some swamp ass? Yeah, honestly, I'd rate it like a six out of ten experience. After thinking you'd about rate, it, after thinking about it, it for six a while, out of ten, maybe like six point five. To wipe your ass with hand sanitizer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm referring to. That one girl who had a review of eating ass. And she's like, I rate it like a 6 out of 10. Uh, what? Maybe like 6.5. <laughs> After thinking about it. <laughs> oh like, my what? goodness. I've never seen a girl rate eating you, ass. You ever you ever see that video? No, I oh, haven't. Oh, okay, okay. That's what, I was, that's what I was referring to. You gotta watch it. I remember, you know the beaver tail trucks? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it has that one girl on the side of it. And her face is just plastered with like chocolate and all yeah. that. I remember taking a snap of that and sending it to the homies going... <laughs> eating ass I rate it 6.5 out of 10 oh <laughs> my god bro proud bro I'm sorry you've seen that video man you're like the meme lord yeah 
No, I haven't seen that. I'm actually going to look that up later. Yeah. It's cringe. We are at 45 minutes. <sighs> Steve, I want you to tell me a little about the new job. What, what um, I sliced I sliced myself open. Whoa, what the fuck? Yeah. What kind of band-aid did you have on there? A, a pretty rough one. You can see that it's all like pink around it because Whoa. it just like stuck to me. It looks yeah. like a nipple on your thigh. Yeah, I was just dragging a branch and it had like like a bunch of little like suckers on it. Then I got hung up and Ooh. I was like holding it up against myself and then it just got hung up and it just, just sliced me open. Whoa. And it was like one of those cuts where like you look at it, it's just like a white line, like if, as if you just like ran, ran your nail across your skin. So it didn't look too bad? And then you're like, yeah, that's fine. And then I was just like, oh, it stings a bit, right? Because it's just some dirty, sappy tree, yes, right? Yes. And then like 20 minutes later, you're bleeding through your shirt. And you're like, oh, what the fuck? Whoa. You, and almost, then, you almost need like a jean jacket shirt. Yeah. So, and then like right after that happened, the guy that I was working with almost circumcised himself. Oh, with the chainsaw? With the chainsaw. I think I seen a video of that. I think I sent, I think I sent, send you the snap of it. Yeah, so the yeah. chain flew off. He admitted that he was cutting like goof, but the chain flew off. And just nicked his pants like Whoa. right above, and and like you said, like the chain whacked him in the pee pee. Whoa, he did? Yeah, like Whoa. it just didn't cut him, but like you could see on his pants, like where it it oh, ripped I the you're pants. Say, I could see on his. <laughs> yeah, I could I, see. Oh, yeah, he oh, showed he really me. Showed you at all? <laughs> yeah, he showed me. <laughs> no, but you could like see on his pants, like where it like cut through mm -hmm. his pants, and he's like he's like went to the truck to check. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I little I was like dragging brush and I turn around, guys on his knees just holding himself. Whoa, and I was scary. like Yeah, and I like I like run over like, you know, like what's wrong there? And he's like, Oh, that hurt, man. <laughs> like the chains like all flown off. I'm like, yeah. oh dude, like, are you okay, man? He's like, Oh, that hurt, bro. Like I uh, that was a close one. And I was yeah. like, Okay, like glad you're okay. He's like, oh, I'm just gonna go check myself. <laughs> yeah, that's scary, yeah. man. I wonder what he did wrong. Uh he said he was just like he was just like cutting weird and then he got kicked back from the chainsaw. You know what kickback yeah, is? Yeah. yeah, he got kicked back from Did the chainsaw like and then just flew off. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, he just like was cutting it in a weird way and a weird angle. Yeah. And wow. then it just like bounced off and then the chain just kind of flew off and just came around and whipped him. That's scary, man. I wonder how often that happens. It's common. You really? know, if your chain tension is a little loose too, it's a lot easier for it to come off. Oh fuck eh? Yeah. It feels do you use electric chainsaws there or no? No. Is it my chainsaw is electric, but my personal one. But you don't use it there? No. Company equipment. You just got to beat yep. the shit out of that. Okay. Yeah, beat gotcha. the shit out of the stills. Yeah. Man, I was biking up a steep-ass hill on this antique bike, and I was it was an antique mountain bike, so it could have yeah. handled it, right? But the chain was super old, and I was just pedaling, like, so hard that you're almost, like, still on up a hill. Yeah. And you're like, Whoa, push, push. And I hear, and it just goes super easy, and it, I, my friend goes, holy fuck, man, that chain missed, like, your, your calf by, like, an inch. It was so yeah. fucked. I'm like, yo. Those will do damage too, man. Yeah, like a metal fucking sharp chain just whipping the back of your calf. Like, bro, that would have hurt. Yeah. That could have like permanently fucked me up. I don't know. Yeah, like my like I have like nothing new to talk about in terms of like being an arborist because most of my days are like so tiring yeah. that like like it's so physically demanding, but like it's so mentally nice. Oh, I'm so it's sure. Like, it's like yeah. mentally, I've been like so much better, but like physically, I've been like going to bed at like eight thirty. Yeah. <laughs> like I come home. Like for the first couple of weeks, I would come home, nap. I would like come home, shower, eat, and nap for like an hour and a half, mm -hmm. and then get up for like another forty-five minutes, and then just go back to bed. So you went from not having a job to yep. now having a schedule. Yep. What's that like? It's. I mean, like. I was, work, I was working full-time straight out of high school, so it's like it's nothing new to me. If anything, it was new to not have a schedule. Yes, and then go back to one. 
it's more just normal than anything else. Yeah, it's not bad. It's okay. kind of just like feels like you came back after a weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. it wasn't. It was only two months, right? It wasn't like two years. That would have been way different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like only like just starting to get to the point where it's like this is. I would rather be doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Speaking of of different work and jobs, so the crypto bots have been doing really good. Yeah, and I got tickets to go to New York City to a Ripple event. You've heard of Ripple. It's like Ethereum, yeah, yeah, Bitcoin, yeah. Ripple is like one of the third like biggest ones out there. Yep. And they're huff- they're hosting this banquet at the Hammerstein Ballroom. It's like free <laughs> supper, free drinks, everything like that. And then Ali's going to try to get a room like under the whole company credit card and all that. So he's got to fly there. Here's the thing. It's on the 29th. Of September? My, of September this month. Okay. And I want to go there for business. You know what I mean? I want to be shilling my trading bot. Hey, if you sign up here, trading bot, it's proven to work and all that. I even had like chat GPT write up a whole terms and conditions saying like, listen, it's crypto. It's sketchy. Like you could go down, the bot could go rogue, whatever. I get 10% of whatever profit you make. You keep 90%. And then this is like the back tested since 2015. It's this profitable it risked this much and you made this much. Like I give them all the stats yeah, and basically say like, I'll run this strategy for you and just take 10% of whatever you make. You keep 90%. Have it all automated on a website. Go there to the Ripple event. All these big wigs in New York are going to be there. Sell it to them. They invest. So now I'm using other people's money as like a crypto financial planner, but it's going to be all automatic day trade, day trade. Not just like some buy and hold lame boy shit. Oh, yeah, buy this ETF and hold on to it for 35 years. It's like, no, you can check. The value tomorrow is going to be different from today because it's going to be making trades and shit nonstop. You know what I mean? So it excites me. It excited my financial planner. And he's like, yeah, like I have clients and shit that want to get on it. But I'm thinking I want my own fucking clients. You know what I mean? Like I want to be there selling people on this shit. This is the snag that I ran into, though, before you got here. Because one of the trading scripts that I was using, Buddy, like, closed the source code on it and then changed it. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I have trades that are running on this right now. And thankfully, those are fine. Those are still on version, like, 1.4. Like, they're all the same. But I can't make new fucking trades on this software because he closed it down. And I'm like, shit, I got to find out, like, another one to hop on, make it my own and all. Anyway, it's a whole fucking deal. But I want to do that by the 29th. Huh. Yeah. Here's the dilemma, though. I'm going to a comedy show on the 29th. I'm going to try to sit up front in a stupid outfit again. That's perfect. Yeah. My girlfriend's birthday is on the 28th. So, I don't know. At least, like, bro, if you just go there, hang out with your girlfriend, have a great time for, like, two days, and then just leave and come to New York with us. And I'm like, okay, like, that makes sense. That's, like, the most economical. Just go there for business. Just have the birthday party earlier, bro. Yeah, that's Okay, so that's what I was thinking. But then I was talking to Dan about it. I'm like, do I just get her this and this for her birthday and say bye for two, three days? I'll be back. Or do for her birthday present, I take her to New York and like take her out and go to dinners and all this shit because she likes New York. She went there as a kid a bunch. So I'm like, fuck, like, I don't know, man. Oh, that's a towing cost. It's a towing cost. (laughs) It's a coin toss. Yeah. He's like experiences can be priceless. Yeah. So take the experience. Take it with you. Fuck it. Yeah. Cause what I got her is gonna be worth around the same. So I could just sell that thing that I got and then take her on a New York trip. What'd you get her? Yeah. That's what I've been thinking. I don't know. It's a bit of a coin toss or a toin ross or whatever you called it. But yeah, we'll see. A toin cost. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right, guys, message us the keyword uh, toin, toin, what was it? <laughs> toin cos. I can't say it fucked up. <laughs> you can't say it right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you for listening to another episode of Left on Red. If you enjoyed this, please tell your friends. It really helps. Uh, make sure to message us if you even know us, that is. Toin cos. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs>